This podcast is part of the Midwest Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and how to support our network at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Are you into competitive gaming? Would you like to make a few bucks while doing so? If so, check out Gamersaloon.com. Gamersaloon.com hosts tournaments for games like Call of Duty, Rocket League, Mortal Kombat, Overwatch, and more. Sign up at Gamersaloon.com and use our promo code MGNPOD, that's M-G-N-P-O-D, and you can help us keep making this totally sweet podcast. For more information, check out Gamersaloon.com. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian hey. and Alex. Hello. Today we're going to talk about some listener feedback, game news, Horizon Zero Dawn, Frozen Wilds DLC, and Assassin's Creed Origins. But before we get to all that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, what else has everyone been playing? Oh, wait, no, Alex, you wanted to bump some stuff. Yeah, uh, Horror Movie Yearbook, uh, they had a new episode out this past week that I was invited on to talk about Stranger Things Season 2. We also talked about Stranger Things Season 1. We took a BuzzFeed quiz to figure out what Stranger Things character we were. That's adorable. We, we talked about the, heard that part of the it. source music. So uh, it's it's a lot of fun, and uh, people should go listen to it if you've if you've watched both seasons of yeah. Stranger Things. Sweet. There are many spoilers. There so are lots of spoilers. If you haven't watched it. Yeah, don't I to almost it. started watching it, but then I saw that Weeds was like right in my feed on Netflix, and I was like, I'm just going to rewatch Weeds. <laughs> Because that makes so, sense. Mm-hmm. I know. It doesn't, but it's a um, good show. It's a good show. Yeah, anyway, it's a pretty there. entertaining episode from what I've heard so far. I haven't finished it yet. Okay, it could go downhill from there. Yeah. I don't think it does, but Brian... Willie's Brian's analogy opinion. was brilliant. I just got to yes, say that yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good tease. <laughs> go check out Willie's fantastic analogy for art <laughs> yep. in, in the episode. But yeah, it was good. And... Cool. Uh, HorrorMovieYearbook.com or iTunes or any of those things. Horror Movie Yearbook. Check it out. Check it. Anyways, uh, Brian, what else have you been playing? What else have I been playing? I uh, somewhat reluctantly picked up Call of Duty World War II. Yeah. I've played some of it. It's uh, pretty decent as far as Call of Duty games go. Yeah. Like, the multiplayer's solid. Um it it's kind of nice to go back to like standard kind of gunplay without all the wall running and crazy futuristic stuff. In World War Two, yeah, I mean, yeah, World War Two with um, you know, fake iron sight or I mean, fake red dot sights and reflex yeah. sights. That's that's kind of ridiculous, but whatever. Um, the graphics are good. I also. Uh, Bought an Xbox One X. <laughs> you did. So, yeah, that was another reason why I picked that game up. Is It was fully enhanced for that, and I wanted to see what it looked like. And Fully enhanced. I have not played the campaign at all yet. I've only played multiplayer. I suck really bad at it, because I, have, I haven't played a COD game in like two or three years. And, yeah. But I don't know. I'll play it some more. Yeah. That's but, cool. Uh, yeah, beyond that, I think... We played some PUBG. Yeah, we played like about an hour, hour and a half of PUBG yesterday. Yeah, it was good. And yeah. We came most in fourth. Of 
Yeah. That was the best. Without one. running into anyone until the end. Yeah. It was pretty good. I mean, we got... That, we, uh... We did, we did all right. The one game we played, that was intense. It was. It was pretty like, ridiculous. Like, from the beginning, we were in the... We were literally in the middle of a firefight inside a little shack. Like, John had been downed in a house. <laughs> and there was a shack in between these two houses, and two groups were having a firefight in between it. And as one of the groups came into the house where I had been shot, I yeah. had crawled out the back door and made my way to the shack where Brian where was. was. <laughs> and then he, he rezzed me, and then we like booked it up the hills to like get out of the way. It was nice. it was awesome. We yeah. like watched the team that shot me like take off into the hills, too. So we were kind of following them and ghosting them up the hill. And uh, then when they went over the hill, we kind of lost track of them. Then but, we had another scuffle of some sort, and I got downed. And then I crawled up a hill, like over the cusp of it, to where I like they couldn't see me. And John resurrected or revived me. And then we heard a bunch of gunfire down the hill. Like those people got wiped out by somebody else. So we managed to get away again. That's more revives than I think have happened in oh, any. Well, we're not of done yet. Games he jumped had... out of a jeep early too, <laughs> yeah. like later on. <laughs> And I had to, I had to res him again. Like, Sounds about right. It was. We should have died so many times, but we did <laughs> yes. somehow. But we still, we only came in like I think fourteenth or something like yeah. that. Yeah, that that was like our most action packed game though, and I, I haven't seen one like that in a while. It was, pretty, it was pretty, pretty awesome. Fun. Yeah, but the, the majority of them were kind of boring. I was a little disappointed that the fog never popped up in the rotation. Yeah. I've only played a fog match once. And it's like total game changer. We did we did get a rain map though, which was cool. Yeah, yeah rain maps say, are always fun. I've only played like maybe two rounds on on a rain map. I haven't played a ton of PUBG, but I've played rain maybe twice. So I feel like fought, they, if they do it as often as they do rain, then it probably doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I've, had, I've had a few crashing issues with the game though, which is kind of upsetting. But otherwise, it runs pretty smoothly despite all they're changing. They're doing. I mean, all kinds of changes are happening right now. Yeah, because, I mean, they're supposed to be ready for 1.0 by the end of December yeah. on PC. And then the Xbox version is coming out the 12th. Um, but, yeah. I I did... Like, I tried a few games on the X just to see what they looked like. Yeah. I didn't really play them. I loaded up Gears of War 4 with its extra, like, 30 or 40 gigs of textures. And it looks fucking amazing. It like it looks better than games that come out nowadays. Uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands is patched for that. It looks pretty damn good. Um, I'd say on par with uh, it does like what it looks like on a PS4 Pro. Um, Forza Seven looks ridiculous. It looks like realistic. So in terms of the X, you got it. How easy was it? Did you do any transfer? To be honest, all I did was I just... Like, they have network transfer options and stuff like that. But all I did was copy the games that I wanted onto my external hard drive that I already had attached to my Xbox. I loaded up the new Xbox, plugged the hard drive in, and the games were playable right away. That's That's really nice. Except, like, they needed updates for textures and stuff. But you can download those ahead of time too. Yeah, you it's have just, to opt into really it. I think. Yeah, on the on the, it, S or if, the if you're running the X, it'll automatically download those updates. Yeah. If you're running like yeah the S, but they're or the saying regular, yeah. I, I heard in an interview kind of look for it. you can opt into it if you anticipate like getting it for Christmas or like that kind of thing. So if you know you're going to buy one in the future, you can get all the downloading done up yeah. front. 
That's awesome. You have to opt into it somewhere. Whereas I think with the PlayStation, I'm fairly certain everybody just gets everything, but I don't. I know we don't have control over it. I don't know if everybody gets everything or if the pro people just get the pro patches. But. Right. I will say, like, overall, it's nice. Like, it's nice looking. I'd say the 1S maybe looks a little cooler just with the weird, like, the, the design. Venting on, yeah, the venting that's on the top. But uh, the X doesn't vent it out at all on the top. It's all back yeah. vents. Well, it's got the um, vape chamber. Yeah. It is. Put some e liquid in there. Do you vape, bro? <laughs> it's very quiet. Does I it blow like it's like, I wish we had like some smoke that could just like, <laughs> like pour out the of the fog wall. Machine. Yeah, <laughs> Dad's got that commercial fog machine in the garage. We should have brought it for that. There's actually like a hookah attachment. You can Hell yeah! Too. Then we can put ourselves in the vape channel on Twitch and yeah. <laughs> do vape tricks. Anyway, I'm sorry. You were saying things about. <laughs> things that are pertinent to this podcast. Um, I will admit that they, like, I know they're trying to keep the cost down as much as possible, but at least give me a fucking cheap-ass headset or yeah. something. They give you a controller. It's not an elite controller either, but, I mean, that'd be too much to ask for, I yeah. know. It is a new version of the controller. They, like, softened the clickiness of the shoulder buttons. They feel much better. Um, the of D-pad, the bumpers? Yeah, the bumpers. Okay. And the D-pad feels better for whatever reason. Hmm. Uh, it looks slightly different. It has like a slightly different texture to it. Um, it might have Bluetooth now. I'm not really sure about yeah, that. Yeah, I think they do. I think the latest models have Bluetooth. Okay. So um, you can just use any generic Bluetooth. Yeah. So that's cool. But um, yeah, no headset, no Ethernet cable, no like nothing extra. Hmm. No manual or anything. Well, they they're uh, they're they're taking a hit on these. They're not making okay. a profit on them, so they did go fully bad. Like I'm, I don't know if Sony was taking a hit on the Pro or not. Probably not, is my guess. Judging I would, by the, I always thought Sony was pretty notorious for taking a hit on all their hardware. Yeah, in in the past, but in terms At of the first. Pro, yeah, like the Pro was released a couple years in, so I'm not yeah. really certain what the what the thing. Nintendo's the only group that's like, we are going to make money on everything if we can, and then that bit them on the 3ds, I think. But they yeah. make money on every Switch sold. But I'm fairly certain with the X, Microsoft is taking a hit. Right. So yeah, it makes sense that they're kind of pared it down to that's why it's only a terabyte hard drive and not two and that that is a problem, I feel, because yeah. having but, a terabyte drive on there is like buying the first Xbox with the five hundred gig. Yeah. Because everything takes up twice as much space with the five uh, the four K textures and stuff. But um But at least with the seamlessness of using an external yeah, hard drive. Yeah, it's super easy to use an external and there's the fact that two USBs on the back and one on the front. Things load faster off of the external than they do on the internal one. Yeah. So it's like, you know, whatever. Things load faster in general on the X. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think they updated any hard drive controller. I it's have probably no still a idea, SATA or whatever. Honest. I don't yeah. think so. So. Um, I have a couple other things. Like, this is very minor, but I was a little disappointed. Like, when you fire up a nice, shiny piece of hardware... You want to see a difference immediately, yeah. and the menus just look like exactly the same. They're yeah. not like any sharper. Like on the like the PS Pro looks so nice and sharp on a 4K TV mm-hmm. compared to like a 1080. Yeah, and there's like no difference with the X. It's like yeah. the same menu, 
graphics, but whatever. Um, and then like the 4K Blu-ray player is messed up right now. Like it's like really like shit's really washed out, and that's a huge disappointment. But I guess it's a software thing, and they're gonna fix it real soon, or they yeah. might have already fixed it. I've watched a few on the One S, and I haven't noticed that. Well, the issue, One S didn't have that issue. No, apparently it does. Oh, okay, like apparently somebody went back and checked an S after the X came out. And was like, wow, I think this looks worse than when I originally reviewed it. Yeah. I mean, so I, I know, think it's like, been a, a software update issue. Like, Jim bought an X2, but he already owned a 4K Blu ray player, like a standalone player. Yeah. And he said it's like night and day difference. Like, it, the X looks terrible. Like, he can't use yeah. that in comparison. Reading this has made me consider getting an actual 4K Blu-ray player. Now that they're Well, like I'm disappointed because I'm out bucks. of HDMI inputs on my <laughs> reasonably new receiver. Yeah. That I already had to get just to play 4K things through it. Yeah. And so I'm not going to replace that anytime soon. One last thing. There is an app or a game or something. It's like a tech demo. To see the differences between 4K and HDR, have you? It, no, I haven't. It's like that a. Out yet. It's essentially like a. They have. It's like a. Like a live render ladybug type thing, mm. where it's like a ladybug on grass blades and environments and stuff like that, and you can like use sliders and switches to turn on and off HDR and 4K. Well, I notice a difference with HDR in games right away. Yeah, I'm sure you do, but I'm. I, I feel like I wish. Like, I saw them do that on the Giant Bomb stream, and I was like, God, I wish something like that came on the Pro, because it would be nice to be able to illustrate to myself and other people what the actual differences of these settings are yeah. on the TV. So, it, you know, that I, I'm glad that they did that. I don't know if it's free. I hope it is, but... Yeah. I, I actually, when I was trying to set up the X, I wasn't getting the right video output either, which made me look into things on the web, and I realized that my receiver, by default, is running in the wrong mode to push HDR and all yeah, that stuff not, through it properly. Yeah. So I had to figure out how to change. It's like a hidden setting. Like it's you have to than- hold the power button <laughs> and like something else to get to it. But once you do, like it made every like HDR works right on my Pro now too. Yeah, it's it's better than your receiver not being able to do that at all. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called the Insects Demo Experience for Xbox One X. You should check it out and report okay. back with how cool it is. And but yeah, that's cool. Did you play anything else, Brian? <laughs> no, I'm good. All right. I can, uh, even if I did, I would just stop there because John's bored. I played a lot of Mario. I'm at like 650-something moons. That's ridiculous. Something like that. I know Jason just picked it up. I'm still working through it. I'm getting kind of tired of it. Like I, I've kind of been like, it'd be cool to pick up Doom or Skyrim so that I have something to play on there, but I spend too much money anyway, so I'm probably not going to do that. But uh, Mario's still really good. I just want to, I don't, there were a lot of things that I wanted to say that I don't think I said last week or two weeks ago. The attention to detail in that game is awesome. The like, the fact that when you open up the map, there's a bunch of like travel guide blurbs about Ooh, every yeah, world I there. About that. That's really cool. Um, but it's just a, it's a fantastic game. I mentioned so. it in the car on the way here that uh, Mario is essentially uh, the game Messiah. 
Did you ever play Messiah? No, I remember you loved it. Though. Yeah, I had it. It's, it's you're basically a little cherub dude who yeah. like possesses people to like use their abilities to get through different areas of the game. <laughs> That's cool. It's uh, it, it's pretty much the same game except yeah. Messiah was like super fucked up. Well, it's kind of it kind of steals Kirby's whole thing. Yeah, like that's Kirby, but it works well. So, well, Kirby like absorbs their abilities or whatever. You don't, you're not Kirby like, becoming them and absorbs their. But you're ability, not like becoming yeah. that's kind of the being. Up. Whereas like this little cherub dude from Messiah, who I'm assuming is the Messiah, I don't really fucking I don't remember, dude. It couldn't was like, you like make? Uh, sounds like you got to play through the. It game was a again. long time ago. This when was, you possessed enemies, couldn't you make them kill themselves and stuff? Yeah. too? Yes, yeah, you could do all stuff. kinds of crazy. You can stuff. do that in Mario as well. Just jump into the water as a that's Goomba. True. And you could uh, you could possess like strippers and stuff in Messiah. <laughs> Haven't found any strippers in Mario yet. But Not that you would want to. It might be there. I don't know. New Donk City seems like a pretty shady place. You probably kill that's a stripper fair. making it rain coins on her. New Donk City. That's one of the things that I want to talk about. New Donk City it's is so phenomenal. Good. It is the lamest conception of America that could ever exist, and it's so good. Like. Japan is looking at us from the outside and is like, this is what America is. I don't know if you guys got the one star, but there's a star that you get moon for a just moon? a moon. Excuse me. I didn't get any stars. There's a moon that you get for, you just go and stand on this, uh, on this bench that a dude is sitting on and the dude. And I think you try to talk to the dude or something like that. And the dude is just like, you're the first person to try to talk to me all day. This is great. Here, have a star. And it's like, oh, they think that there's just people in New Donk City that are depressed and contemplating their life on the bench probably. on the street. They're not wrong. No, they're there's not. There's probably a guy you have to talk off the ledge to get in there. <laughs> is, there a bridge? is there a bridge you can like jump off of? I, I haven't seen one yet, but I, you know, you can jump off of all kinds of stuff in Mario. But it's just, it is the squarest shittiest version of america that could like new york city that it's could so exist. accurate though and it's amazing yeah it's it is it is the just the right amount of skewering and lambasting of america that i think i can appreciate i like the the little dude with the race car um which i can't figure out how to play that race car mini mini game you oh in inside the house in no in uh new donk city is but, there a house you go into so to play no it? there's the guy outside yeah you have to possess him with the cap oh and then you can control i couldn't i sat there for a while i was like am i supposed to possess the car see i just or? jumped on the car and the guy was like now why'd you have to go and do that and i was like well fuck you if i can't play the race car game neither can you <laughs> If you if you throw your cap at him, yeah, you will you possess him. That makes the, sense. And then you can seeker. control it. Yeah. Gotcha. And then after you finish that one, you can go inside, and there's an actual circuit cart track. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I didn't find that. Yeah, good but, to know. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it's that game's really good. Um, I found the car difficult to control, just yeah. like the bullet. Yeah. No, the car. <laughs> the, I think the car is harder than the bullet, but. I did experience what you guys were talking about with the bullet afterwards, but it, I mean, it's, it's, it's not weird. I don't like it. Um, I'm never gonna get all the moons. Yeah, I'm going to try, but the, God, the Koopa races that open up afterwards, like there's, there's, you can do races with Koopas. Yeah, it's after basically just game. parkour. Oh my God. Yeah. They're, yeah. So, they're, I, I can't, I'm really bad at they're that. The, they're the parkour challenges from Dying Light, but like on a much simpler <laughs> scale. Well, and the thing is you go on like the, the, the only thing you need to know how to do is throw your hat and jump on it. You go on Twitter yeah, and stuff like that. that. You go on Twitter and watch the people do this, and the the moves that people can pull off in Super Mario Odyssey are like insane. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how to do any they're of that. Probably no. uh, like Smash Brothers pros. Probably. I don't. They're really really good at the game. So I you know. But uh, Mario's really good. 
The only other thing that I've played is a game called Stifled that I briefly talked about last week. It got announced and released the day of Sony's Paris Games Week show that we Mm. discussed last week. Uh, It is a VR and non-VR game. I was playing it in VR, but it's basically like a... uh, So there's a prologue that's you in a house, but there's like fog in the house, and you have to make noise in order to clear the fog out, and then it'll come back. So you have to keep making noise. Your walking makes noise, but you can also say things to the microphone on the headset. That's cool. To make the noise like radiate out. Once you get through the prologue, you're in a wireframe, essentially. <laughs> I just imagine myself playing that and just being like, ha, 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 I felt really stupid because I was just sitting there playing this game saying, hello, hello. Hello. And it was at like two in the morning, so I feel like Nicole probably woke up and was like, What the hell is the going hell is on? Here? Like, yeah, why is he talking? Just imagine why streaming. Does he just keep saying hello. Just imagine streaming that on Twitch and there's there's people that are like, Hi. <laughs> like right <laughs> They just see the dark I have the camera on and I've got the headset on. And it's yeah. just me saying hello. And they're hello. like, How are you? And you're just like, Hello, hello, <laughs> hello, hello. Anyway, so it looks like the I, I only got to play a couple out like an hour. Maybe not even like I like forty five minutes of it because I haven't played much VR. Now I have lately. Lionel Richie stuck, in my <laughs> but uh, so I need to get my VR legs back. But basically, it seems like <laughs> now I have Lionel Richie stuck God in my head. <laughs> basically, it seems like I don't know why I didn't bring up dancing on the ceiling. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so you're you're. Basically, making sonar clicks to to, to yeah, reveal using, the wireframe in front of you using echolocation. But there's your a ping. there's this weird red oh. demon child baby thing that if you make noise, it will find you, and if it finds you, then you lose. So you have to try Sounds and make terrifying. as little noise as possible and to navigate past him. And it feel it seems like there's areas where you're kind of going in, but like it. There's like hallways that connect to another area where that happens. Like he'll catch back up to you or that kind of thing. Like he'll get past the obstacle that, that you got past or that kind of stuff. So it seems cool. Uh, the It works a lot better in the wireframe than it does in the prologue because the house looks pretty low res and not yeah. anything spectacular. But I'm excited to play more of it. Um, but yeah. Well, it's cool to use the mic. That's one of the things we were t- mm-hmm. that you and I were talking about for Skyrim. Like, it'd be sweet yeah. if you could use the microphone to like to use, s- to do the dragon the shouts. Yeah. So I don't know why they wouldn't do that because they didn't think about it probably. Which I don't know how they didn't think That's about that. It's such a missed opportunity. Yeah, but maybe they'll patch it in. I, don't know. I still I still kind of want to go buy that, but I I want to play more Skyrim. I don't want to sit through the Skyrim intro again. And you have to do that. <laughs> it's not the, that long. It's too long. It is too long. That's Can't you thing. just like set it down and No, but you have to like you actually have to play through that intro. I don't part. remember, I've only done it once. I just wanna like if I could just show up in I only like, made one character. What's the first town? Uh, Riverwood? River Riverdale? No. Riverview? Nope. River <laughs> Riverdale's a CW show. <laughs> I know. Uh 
I think Riverwood is right. I, I don't know. It's I can't remember. I don't yeah, think. But it I just want to like appear in Riverwood and go from there. Well, I just told like, John. I told just John, drop me off in the world. Somewhere. I had Skyrim on PC, so I got the special edition update for free when it came out earlier this year or last year, whenever that was. And I tried to play it again, but. I couldn't stand the intro, so I went back out and looked in the mod store and installed a skip intro mod <laughs> that, <laughs> that just starts you in, in the dungeon. Was that an official mod that cost you five bucks? No, it was not at the How time. How pissed would you be? But, yeah. Anyway, I want to play Skyrim VR, and I want to play Skyrim on my Switch, but I really wish that they had cross-save for those. I can't yeah. justify buying both, no, but I would awesome. buy both if you could cross-save. Right. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. I haven't played much. Uh, I played, I've obviously played Assassin's Creed, but I've also played, I played Doom on Switch. Brian got me Doom for my birthday. Uh, Happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. It's pretty, it's pretty rad. For something, like what I was saying to you guys earlier, uh, it's pretty amazing to play a game like that on a handheld system and have it look the way it does. It doesn't look incredible. It's not like, oh my god, these are the best graphics ever. But the fact that it's that... I just remember playing Metroid Prime, or not Metroid Prime, whichever the Metroid was that was on Metroid or, uh, on the 3DS. It was Metroid Prime Hunters was on the DS. The DS, when it first yeah. Came out. So I remember playing that and being like, this is so cool. And like using the touch screen with the stylus to like control your aim and everything. But like... Being able to play Doom, like the newest Doom on a Nintendo Switch, is really cool. And it looks really good for what it is, and it's a lot of fun uh, to play. It's it's definitely going to take some getting used to, uh, specifically the, the throw of the, uh, joy, the Joy-Con analog sticks is a little short for me. So their sensitivity is like really, really high. Um, but it, with the Pro Controller, it felt great when I was playing on TV. Like It, just, it felt like playing any other first-person shooter. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm not very far into it, but I do I do really enjoy it. Uh, and like I said, I did I did also play some PUBG and a little bit of Warframe, tiny tiny bit of Warframe yesterday. But that's about it. I just wanted to get I wanted to get as much Assassin's Creed done as possible, which cool. we've aptly named Ass Creed in our chat. Yes. So I, well, it, I I just always I have to cut the bro off the end because Assassin's Creed Brotherhood was when I started Ass doing Creed, that. Bro? Ass Creed bro, yeah. Yeah. So I'm sad that this one Ascreed or Ascreed org Ascredo. I guess Ascreed org is pretty good too. The Ascreed organization. Ascreed orgy. Anyway. Anyway. Should we move on to news? Do you want to do feedback first? Oh yeah, we should do some feedback. All right. Um Start with a short one. I just turned on way too many titles. Yeah, you so. had like four of them. <laughs> <laughs> the, stream, the stream deck isn't updating properly, so okay, it's good. All right, feedback. We got some feedback. First, uh, our friend Alan wrote in. He says, uh, how's it going, fellas? I finally caught up with the podcast, although doing four or five back-to-back is not recommended. May cause dizziness and nausea, of which I'll out most of the blame on Brian. I'm looking forward <laughs> to hearing about Assassin's Creed, as it's one of the few games hey. I always get. I'm really hoping it isn't as repetitive as Syndicate. The whole having to conquer the districts near bored me to death, so I'm hoping for rave reviews of this one. On another note, as John knows, I'm a pretty big Fallout fan. However, I never played 1, 2, or Tactics before. So I got all the Fallout games with all the DLC, and I'm playing it from start to finish if I don't die before I get through them all. Just made it past 2, loving it so far, so here's my question to you guys. Is there any games that you may have played that you loved... That was a sequel to something that was 
released maybe on PC way back when, and have you ever gone back to play the older originals? Anyway, fellas, keep up the good work, and I'll wait for your next cast. Your loving but angry Scotsman, Alan. The closest thing I can think of in respect to that particular question, other than Fallout, yeah. would have to be the Tomb Raider games. Hmm. The new Tomb Raider games are so fucking good that the old games should just be thrown away, in my opinion. <laughs> like, I can agree with you. They're with so. I did not really have fun with the original Tomb Raider. No, it was well, it was fun. But it to was like, intriguing to me at the time because at the time it looked good and it was. I mean, well, it was the fun, a the most adventure fun part, game, which is cool. But the most fun part about the original Tomb Raider game from like 1998 or whenever it came out was literally doing a swan dive and breaking her neck. That was literally <laughs> the most enjoyable part of that whole game. Other than that, like running around and having infinite ammo to shoot your guns off at whatever animals like ran in front of you, like cool, whatever. But I really enjoyed swan diving into concrete. It was clearly one of those games that I think the uh, idea outstripped the technology at the time like the control i don't think so because that game you could you could run that game on a computer without like a built-in or it had just using built-in graphics but i don't i don't mean graphically i mean from the sense of like just the fidelity of controls like trying to play it uh the original tomb raider with a playstation controller nowadays feels like you are slogging through molasses like it doesn't the responsiveness of Uncharted and Tomb Raider 2014, 13, whatever the yeah. hell it was, 2012, uh, is so good that I think going back to that game doesn't work. It's too dated. It doesn't, like, you You just... I mean, I even, because when I that's bought... That's my hang-up on it, When I, I bought Tomb Raider 2013, I think I bought two of the other previous Tomb Raiders, yeah. because they were all on sale at that point. And even trying to play one of those, I was like, this is terrible. Like, Square Enix did such a good job, like, taking Tomb Raider and making it a usable franchise again. Uh, well, they had they had Uncharted to... To, to compete with. Well, not to, just to, to compete with, from, but to, yeah, to, to kind of... As a jumping off point of, like, this is what a modern Tomb Raider looks like. Yeah, well, I mean, in Tomb Raider 2013 had a thing that the other Tomb Raiders didn't have in that it had is this really in-depth storytelling mechanic that wasn't available previously. Yeah. Those are not sequels to the no, I know. games, though. They are retellings. Yeah, it's the Tomb Raider 2013 and, to- and Rise of the Tomb Raider are not... They're, they're new games in and of themselves. They're not sequels. They're prequels, technically speaking, to the Tomb Raider franchise. But they're so well done that I really hope that Square Enix continues to make more Tomb Raider yeah. games because I would love to keep that franchise going. And that's another one I need to go back to and keep playing is Rise of the Tomb Raider because I never finished it. Did they? Wow, yeah. Really? They, yeah. The end part of that game is a lot of fun and very cool looking. It says Gamescom 2015 Square Enix accidentally revealed that the third game cool. was in development. Is Good. there... Wasn't there? Is there a name for it? Uh, I think it was like Shadow of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> Tomb Raider One X. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Really, Leak nothing, shows guys. Lara Come on. May be coming. That was funny. To fuck. That's not. Lara it may doesn't be coming matter. to America anyway. Other games that are similar to this particular thing that are there were old games and they've brought them back to do new ones. I think Metal Gear series is a good one mm, to complement yeah, that. Yeah. Obviously all the Mario games no I, matter what. Like, yeah. With with Metal Gear, they've even released um it's you can't even get Metal Gear two or Metal Gear One in actual 
um, accurate porting on any U.S. console. Like it came, they they originally came out for the MSX, and the one that came out for Nintendo, even Kojima himself is like, "This is too hard. This is not the game that I made." Yeah. Plus, the translation's horrendous. But um, the they released with the Metal Gear Solid Three subsistence. Uh, you could play the two original MSX games, and those are on the subsequent re-releases for PlayStation yeah. 3. I, I mean, I don't know if, if my answers really qualify for what Alan's asking, though. I'm, Tomb Raider's probably the closest thing. I think Metal Gear has always been a console game. I think he was mainly asking, like, PC to console, like, old games, like... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. MSX was I, basically a PC, so I, I yeah. think that counts. But, but I mean, Brian, you're a big... Also not really a sequel, but, I mean, the Wolfenstein games now are... Primarily console, you can still get them yeah. on PC. Well, they are just, worth checking out. It just says they, uh, that definitely started on PC. I mean, the, or actually Mac. Yeah, I they, remember uh, the Ca- first Wolfenstein, Castle Wolfenstein, or yep. whatever it was called. Return of Castle, Castle Wolfenstein. I think the heart of Alan's question is: What game have you played out of sequence and have wanted to go back to? Out of sequence, but, you know, like I, I think Metal Gear certainly fit, fits in that for me. I tr- I've well, tried to go back to Metal Gear yeah, 1 Yeah, I don't two, think I but... could go back to any of them after playing The Phantom Pain first. Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> well, I that... don't know. You could probably... I mean, going back to, like, Metal Gear Solid 2, like Sons of Liberty, you could probably go back to that because the mechanics were way simpler and the graphics are tolerable enough you could play it, I think. Uh, going back to the first one, Metal Gear Solid, the first Metal Gear Solid, no way... The, Graphically, at the time, it was very cool and unique, but it doesn't I hold up. could not go back to the original PC XCOM games. I'm pretty damn sure. No, I they're awful. Back to yeah, those. that's... Yeah, that's and all the tough. old civilization Although, yes, games, Some no people things. might argue those are better in some way, but no thanks. And Blizzard was like, we're just going to... We're going to bring StarCraft to the new era. They just brought it up. They yeah. were like... Let's let's do no, it. No, that's totally fine. I can yeah. go and play that. It's and those fine. kind of games, I think you can you can play at any point, anyways. Like they don't need graphical fidelity necessarily. So it needs better music, though. Yeah, can't handle that. <laughs> Turn it off. Yeah. Thank you for writing in, Alan. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. Uh, we also have a, a tome of an email here from Nick. Uh, Nick says, oh, "Hello, boy. you handsome bastards." Let me get comfortable. Yeah. <sighs> nope, can't. Uh, the the subject of this email is Nick's struggle with digital mortality and economics. So uh, it, this is like it's basically this is actually an essay. It's a it's then? a white paper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello, you handsome bastards! Brace yourself. This is a long email. Someone may have to take over reading duties for Alex. No, I'm going to go straight through this guy. Listening to episode 71, I'm a little behind over the past few days, and there's enough here to spur me into action further than my internal emails I send you all the time. You have yet to respond to those, by the way. We get them piece by piece, and I feel like I, I talk to him about them, but then we never talk about them on the air. So, oh, because it's it's to you via like text message. Yeah, he'll like text me or he'll talk to you because he, he's. Ordering can he just get on the? Whatever. He needs to get in the Discord. He really should be on the Discord more. But anyway, uh, firstly, I love knowing you guys well enough that while listening along, I can often anticipate when Alex will say Nick would hate this or Gojo has killed that and all these types of callouts. <laughs> this episode featured one where Alex asked me to write in regarding the Souls series and games of that ilk. More specifically, my thoughts on dying. Bros, I'm all about experience and excellent craftsman- craftsmanship, both in movies and games. In games, that love of experience boils down to two options. An amazing single-player game that sucks me in and keeps me there, or a multiplayer experience that lets me thrive on good teamwork so my dudes and I can get together and have fun. 
There's no quicker way to suck me out of a video game than death. Even in games where the death is expedient, it totally pulls me back into the real world. And it's not because of some ego situation or I feel like the game is telling me that I'm shitty at it. He says in, in parentheses, I probably am. But because it breaks the flow of the experience. Games where death is pretty much a function of it, meat boy, get a pass, but there are games that I inevitably walk away from because dying just isn't my bag. Multiplayer games also get a light pass because there's often a chance my teammates can revive me or I'll spawn on them or I can spectate and plan my next move. That's not to say I don't like slash need stakes in a game. Obviously, when I first fired up Halo 2 and realized I was going to run off this building and jump onto a scarab, three things happened. A, my mind was blown that this was happening. Two, I felt my I felt confident in knowing that this sure wow, I felt confident in knowing that this sure to be bitchin' experience was not going to be disrupted by pesky death as I felt comfortable and well equipped enough to handle the situation. And D, you better believe that land that I stuck that landing and proceeded to dismantle everyone aboard. I firmly believe that video games can create st- Uh, Crazy stakes through drama, good writing, and excellent ideas, and not have to dangle that threat of death over my head constantly. Games that meet this relatively reasonable standard, Mad Max, Fallout 4, the Arkham series, and for some more relevant examples than than that damn Halo 2, are forgiven when I do die because I I just can't wait to leap back into the fray. Unfortunately, I think this personally... Unfortunately, I think this personality quick... Are you uh, sure you don't need someone to take <laughs> I might. Unfortunately, I think that this personality quirk will only intensify as the time progresses because, let's face it, we're not getting any younger and our time is becoming more and more precious commodity. I'd rather not spend it repeating, repeatedly pressing continue. And that's about it. Alex asked, I answered, and now he regrets it. I don't regret it at all. I think that's a wonderfully written email. So thank you for, for expounding upon your thoughts on death in video games. Uh, and he says, that brings me around to my second point, which is far more brief and more important. So if you, for a few... Wow. You so I'll four, pick it up here if you all want. Right. Yeah, please. So for a few months now, I've been playing Mar- Marvel Heroes Omega. I'm not doing any better. <laughs> it's not the most graphically impressive or polished game, but I really enjoy it because it features characters I love. I can drop in and out with my friends. It's free to play. Oh, shit. Did you hear that? Free to play. That means loot boxes. <laughs> loot boxes and their own special fictional currency and other bundles for us to get lured in by. You know what? Cool. Totally cool. If the game is fun and I'm having fun and we're all having a great time, give us that crap and we'll probably buy some of it. As long as people are aware and can limit their spending, I don't find much fault in that. Here's what I find enormous fault in. Gazillion Entertainment, the company behind this game and others, has had their Marvel lease terminated and will be shutting down the game shutting the game down. So those people like me who have been playing since it hit consoles this summer, oh sorry about your work and your money because it's all the it's all in the wind now. I've avoided playing digital games largely for this reason. If a company were to suddenly fold it or decide to pack it in and call it, even the option to play it could possibly disappear. I have a PS2 in the basement and Guitar Hero controller shouting up to me, remember the old ways. <laughs> <laughs> this brings me to two questions. Do gamers, when playing digitally, now need to live in a constant state of buyer beware because at any point the CEO of whatever whatchamacallit games gets hit with a well-deserved sexual harassment suit and the company is threatened uh. with death? Two, has this sort of thing been on your guys' minds? Have you been burned before? And bonus question, has this development with uh, Marvel Heroes Online or Omega? It's, it's Omega. Omega, yeah. Has that been on your guys' radar? The development definitely shoves me back into the mindset that I'll only be buying physical copies of games going forward so that at the end of the day, I'll hopefully have something to still be able to play if I wanted to. 
I think the brush with death, I hate death, will keep me on edge going forward. To be totally honest, I had these fears with Destiny as well. As much as I love it, it's all based on the studio's ability to pay their electric bill. And that's a scary thought for an OG disc slinger, uh, OG disc slinger like me. XOXO Nick. <sighs> that was a long one. All right. So let's go back to that first question. Do gamers, when playing digitally, now need to live in a constant state of buyer beware because at any point the CEO of Whatchamacallit Games gets hit with a well-deserved sexual harassment suit and the company is threatened with death? I think yes. And I think part of that stems back to giving early access to games. You're buyer beware right off the bat and they tell you this game is not done and it may never be done. And even though you're giving us money, too bad. However, when you do buy into early access, you're usually buying in at a lower price. Yeah. Oh, you, once it goes to release, you still keep it. Definitely. But you do have... So that's the gamble. That, that is I a mean, gamble. that's the payoff that you might get from the gamble. So, but. early access games should be classified as gambling. No. <laughs> Just like loot boxes. Nick, I'm going to make it even scarier for you here. Most of those physical games that you're buying require a day one update to be completely playable anyway. Like that day one update that you're downloading sometimes has all of the other content. Unless you're bringing your guitar hero up from the basement. I'm talking PS3 and forward. Like there's a game on the Switch right now called L.A. Noir that actually I took a picture of it. I saw it in family video the other day and it says on the box right at the top, uh, it says internet download required. Micro SD card may be required. You cannot play this game without doing an internet download. Yeah. And if Rockstar or Nintendo were to, for some reason, pull that content off of their servers, you would no longer be able to play that fifty nine ninety nine thing that you bought, which really, really, really sucks. I would think that someone somewhere, especially with the Switch being as open of a platform as it is, probably has that download somewhere available. If not available, they could make it available on the internet through BitTorrent or whatever the hell else. Well, and there are internet archivists who are planning and trying to do this kind of thing. But are they going to do it for every single game that comes out on the Switch, Xbox, PS4, and PC? Probably not. No, it's not possible anymore. But here's the thing. Here's the flip side of this coin. You don't get those games anymore that straight up come out and are just completely unplayable. Like, you don't have a game that comes out like, say, E.T. for the Atari, where if people had that level of an experience nowadays... You better you bet your ass there's going to be a patch in the next couple of weeks that makes it more playable or different <laughs> or changes it or something like that. Right. So you've got that. It's a it's a trade off. It's one of those things of like we now have the ability to patch games later on, which means that people can ship out a disc or a cartridge that doesn't have everything it needs on it. But yeah. at the same time, it's no longer I can't. It's no longer people shipping out a game that will not have its bugs fixed. Like sometimes there's a bug in a video. Like there, you know, you get the bugs like in um, Fallout Three or Skyrim. Like the save bugs and stuff. like I wasn't able to play Skyrim on PS3 for a long time because it like did not work. P- 
period. I had some crash bugs. When I bought Oblivion originally, I bought it for PC. Yeah. And I had these, like, crash bugs that I could not fix. Yeah. And I you had to find wait for a patch. So, no, I bought the Xbox one when I bought a 360. I just didn't play until I bought a 360. And I never had any issues with the 360 one. Well, how long later did you buy the 360 like one? Months later. So, I didn't So, it the probably had the same for. issues, too, at launch. Like, I'm pretty sure it did. Which game? Oblivion. Like, especially that Bethesda is notorious for this kind of thing. Like, they were releasing games on PS3 that did not work. Period. Yeah, I remember Fallout 3 not working. Fallout at all. 3 and Skyrim were both major problems. But the fact of the matter is now you can actually play those games on those systems because they have the ability to patch them. So it's a, it's a, you got to take the bitter with the better kind of situation of like. Yeah, we live in this world where I'm paying for a license to play music. But, like, we, we are licensing this software. We don't actually own these games anymore. Right. Yeah. It sucks, but I think that's what it is. And and you get these things, like, to kind of speak to the death of Marvel Heroes Omega. I don't know if they'll do this type of thing. But I know when Star Wars Galaxies was shuttered, they had like a big event that they actually built to at the end of the the game where they had like there were fireworks going on and the server saw a big spike because everybody hopped on to want to say goodbye to it and that kind of thing which i think is a really cool and special and neat experience but it's sad to me that i might live in a world where i won't be able to have my kid play through the phantom pain if it hasn't been remastered for the latest console you know yeah that sucks. But I don't know that we have any solutions yet. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think yeah. as we get to this more technologically advanced future, we're just I getting mean, to the point where you need to be connected and Destiny, like Nick mentioned, I mean, yeah. Like you won't be able to play that game at all once they decide to take the servers down. Yep. It'll just never exist anymore. Now will there be somebody like again. the people who are making WoW classic uh, servers that you could like illicit. You could run your own illicit Fantasy Star Online server right now, even though they don't have any of those live anymore. Like you'll be able to find a way to do that, but it's it would take a lot of work, and and it's probably legally in a gray area. Like I think there might be a way to play Destiny at some point in the future, even if it's offline. But you never know. You you, you don't know. Somebody's got to be up there scraping those servers and like backwards engineering it and all kinds of stuff like that. So, um, has this been on our minds and have we been burned before? It's it's been on my mind certainly. I don't know. I, 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 can, I can't I say thought I've been about burned. it. With, I thought about it with Destiny for sure, um, especially considering like the how everybody's angry at D two right now. Yeah, like a lot of people are going back to play D1 Crucible instead. Yeah. yeah. Like, at what, at what point is, is Bungie just going to be like, nah, sorry guys, and just cut the cord they, they, and yeah. force you Supposedly to play D2? a while from now, but who knows? Yeah, but I mean... I mean, it's already disappointing that when you go back, you're missing a bunch of content that you got used to. Like, I saw, there's no Iron Banner, there's no Trials of Osiris. I saw the entire D2 collection at Meyer for $5, or D1 collection for $5. Like the whole yeah. thing for five bucks, yeah. and I was like, Jeez. I spent so much fucking money on that, and it's five dollars <laughs> right now. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of a burn in and of itself. But. Um, 
And then he also asked, has this development with Marvel Heroes Omega been on your guys' radar? I saw it. And I, I, I saw it. about it, and I thought, like, to me, I felt like that just came out on console. It did. So it, that, that part is startling. Like, yeah. That's, games that's doing, the biggest gripe anybody has with it. It, it, it was on is, PC for years. That's a big deal. Like, if you've put a bunch of money into, like, loot boxes and in-game currency... The game's not even a year old, and then you get shut down. That's like that's kind of yeah. ridiculous. Because it was on, seems really shady. To it me. was available on PC for what, like a year, or two years almost before uh, it came console? out in 2013. Yeah, okay. And then so. there was a console version announced April 5th of this year. It got fully released on June 30th. And then they're shuttering. So they're it. shuttering it by the end of 2017. That's insane. It got less than six months of play. That. I think this is fairly unprecedented. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's ever been anybody that's been like, here, give us well, your money. Oh, wait, we're shutting down now. You never know. Like, with everything happening with uh, EA right now and loot boxes and everything, like, Disney's pulling pulling the strings with that big time. And they may be pulling the strings with this, too. Like, maybe Disney's like, this is another one of our franchises that we don't want to get caught up in this loot box bullshit. Let's pull their lease bring it under our wing and like take over it and make it run the way it needs to run to keep the fans happy but still make it a, Maybe. A, you know a valuable resource for us as well. So yeah, I I don't, that, I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm purely speculating that this is this is purely a move for Disney to be like we need to get all of our ducks in a row. And like they're literally just trying to make sure that these developers aren't sitting there well, like it's a very cyclical process too because like we could go back a long ways, but the idea that they were they had we're um, running really long, and I don't think we need to go over our news necessarily. <laughs> well, I think there's a few things that we should hit real quick, yeah. But we'll talk about them. Uh, the uh, Disney's had this like they had Propaganda Games came out with Tron, the Tron uh, Evolution game, and they were working on a Pirates of the Caribbean game, and they shut them down because they're like, we are now going to the point where we're going to license everything out. Now it's like they're feeling the whiplash of, oh, maybe we need to keep a tighter control on our properties. So that's interesting. We'll see how that kind of plays out. They shut down Disney Infinity, which was in-house, too. I just convenient that all of this loot box shit with EA is happening with a Disney franchise, and then all of a sudden we hear about Guerrilla Games. Or Guerrilla, what is it? Gazillionaire. Gazillionaire Games. Gazillionaire. is fine. Yeah, Gorilla's great Gazillionaire something... (laughs) Gazillion. Gorilla makes Whatever. Horizon Zero Dawn. Gazillion Chame- Entertainment. Chameleonaire, the Nick, rapper. Thank you for writing in. This yeah, is a, a good fantastic one, email. I hope our discussion was fruitful. If you feel like you want us to expound on anything, please email in again and we can revisit it next week since we're going a little long here. But, I'll send you a Discord invite too. Yeah. Uh, I think he has. I think he's been on there. He's oh, yeah, been on he there, is, but he, he only pops in every once in a yeah, while. Yeah. So too busy. Um. All right. So let's talk about news real quick. Yeah, I'm gonna zip through mine because they're pretty fast. This first one here, uh, this Twitch streamer who goes by the name Ouija the God, uh, b- literally blew through the new Sonic Forces game in like two hours and some odd, like two and a half hours roughly. And uh, as soon as he was done with it, he refunded it on Steam, like asked for a refund. And the Steam cap is a, is two hours, I think, that you, you can't have played a game for more than two hours to get a refund. Uh, but he sent them in a, a refund request stating that he had chosen the wrong game or mm. some shit. And he streamed the entire thing online <laughs> like a dumbass. So I just want to call this guy a fucking dumbass on the air because you are a dumbass. Did he? Was he trying to... 
Yeah. Prove a point by streaming this. No, 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 no. I don't think I don't think that was it. Get away with he it. was like, "Hey, I'm going to play this game," and then he says, "All right." Uh, he encountered a number of previously reported bugs as he played, causing for an unpleasant playthrough during one particular level. Uh, he screamed on Mike for 30 seconds about a sudden crash, while other clips show him insulting the developers for Sonic Forces' overall quality. A number of these clips are on his Twitch. And then uh, when he beat the game, which took just over two hours and 40 minutes, he then st- streamed himself asking for a refund from Steam. And the explanation for his request, he didn't mention the game's glitches or other problems, but instead just That's wrote a- that he bought the wrong game. Yeah, I was starting to feel for him about all the glitches and stuff. Like, I don't That's feel a legitimate bad. reason to get a refund. Yeah, I don't feel bad for this guy at all. I think he's an asshole, and, and shit like that is just like unreasonable, in my opinion. Like what he did is total bullshit. Well, and then he tweeted out. This is from his Twitter account, Ouija the God. Yeah, I purchased Sonic Forces, beat Sonic Forces, and then refunded Sonic Forces all in one stream. We call that value. This guy's just an asshole. Yeah, he's just a piece of shit. So Ouija the God, suck a fat one. You suck. You're the reason gamers get bad names, and I'm calling you an asshole on the yeah. air, and I don't care. Yep, my podcast will do what I want. Yep. Anyways, Great. that's all I have to say about that. Uh, you want me to do my next one? I we... didn't. I. I'm. We can in general talk about Battlefront, but let's save that for the end. Yeah. Uh, the end. The end of news. Oh. Uh, Brian, you had a well, quick hit here. I only put this in there basically because it ties in with the last article somewhat. <laughs> I think this would go best after the uh, Battlefront one. Okay. okay. All right. Well, we'll talk about that afterwards then. Uh. I wanted to do a quick PSA for anybody who is purchasing the Hitman Game of the Year edition that's coming out, or has come out. Uh, They are rerunning the Elusive Targets, which were available. There was one of them per week, essentially. You get one crack at this particular contract. you got to make the hit or miss it in the the time window that they offer it. And if you do that, then you will unlock like items that you can use in the other maps and, and modes of the game. Cool. So uh, people who originally bought the game later missed out on some of these. And I bought the game way later, but I got the whole collection that wasn't the Game of the Year edition or whatever. Have you played it at all? I, I haven't played it at all, no. But this might make me get into it now that I know I can run back and, and start doing these. That they're starting back from the beginning of the cycle and they're going to run through them all once more. So What platform did you get it on? I got it on PS4. Okay. So and it does have pro enhancements, so I'm excited to check it out. But anyway, that's happening. So if you haven't picked up Hitman, I know there's a lot of Black Friday sales going on. They have that Game of the Year edition, which does have some additional content in it as well. Um, check it out, and that would be cool. Also, Polygon has a really great Black Friday uh, thing. We were going to talk about Black Friday deals at one point. We didn't really discuss it that much. They're out there. Go get them. Yeah, there's lots of consoles for 200 bucks, PSVR for 200 bucks, all that kinds of stuff. Check that out. Uh, the Polygon article is pretty good, but also CheapAssGamer.com is we a can, great uh, resource for cheap. Maybe we should just put these games. links on Facebook or something. Yeah, we can we can do that this week before uh, before Black Friday hails Black Black Friday deals start hitting. So, Black. Yes. Black Friday. Star Wars Battlefront Two. Um. Official worldwide release was this past Friday. People have been able to pay to get more access to it earlier. I think there was an Ultimate Edition. If you paid $100 for it, you got to play it about a week early. And if you had EA access, you could have played it for a couple days before that as well. 
since the beta all the way through to uh, the second to last of those releases that I was speaking of, the, the extra money one, people were complaining that the amount of time it would take to get the currency to unlock the heroes in the game, your Han Solos, your... It's not just the amount of time. Your Luke Skywalkers, your Darth Vaders, the main characters of said Star Wars series. It's not even the amount of time. It was actually to unlock, to officially unlock the entire game, like literally everything in the game, it would cost you 2100 real dollars to do it. Well, yeah, but that that's including like cards that are stats and things like that, stat upgrades. That includes like all of the additional characters and everything. Like to unlock the entire game, even if you bought the you know hundred dollar version of play. it already, you could just play. But if you play, it it consists of something like you were playing. You were paying at the at the price that the characters were coming out, which is like sixty thousand credits or something like that. You would have to play about forty hours of the game to unlock Darth Vader. The chance to play as Darth Vader in a round, right? Then you'd have to go and do that for Luke as well. And then even the main character of the story mode was twenty thousand credits. So a character that <laughs> literally nobody has any attachment to was going to cost you some a third of that amount of time third of 40 hours to get so people were pissed and of course there is there were microtransactions in this game you could pay for um you could pay for a currency to help unlock these things faster because that's how these games mostly work but on top of that you could spend that money on things that made your character faster or deadlier or made your vehicle faster if you were in the the star fighting modes like all of that kinds of stuff pay to win it was pay to win period mm-hmm. so people were pissed people were super pissed people were so pissed and there were so many cancellations that they broke a record that EA actually removed their cancellation button from their website so yeah. you couldn't cancel your pre-order yeah so this is kind of a hard story to cover because so much happened in the matter of two weeks. A fake developer for the game got death threats. Well, we don't know that he's fake or not. We don't know anything about him. There's a dude on Twitter who claimed to be an EA dev. Now, uh, Jason Schreier from Kotaku has a great investigative post looking into all of this. Uh, he claimed to be an EA developer, but he was like, I've received so many death threats off of features in a video game. And like then, like, of all of the major publications, like, I don't know. Not even, like, just, like, you know, GameSpot, but also people, like, actual news outlets. Yeah, yeah. Like, not just video game news outlets. We're making these articles talking about people getting death threats over this, which, number one... Nobody needs any death threats, especially for a game that you presumably didn't even own yet, probably, and you could cancel your pre-order for. Yeah. Nobody needs any death threats for that. But... What if these never happened? Yeah. I just... I really like... more bizarre. I really like the the top comment on the Kotaku article. It says, That awesome moment someone in a video game blog is a better investigative journalist than half the media in this nation. (laughs) Jason Schreier is pretty legit. Patrick Klepek also. They're both very legit. It's just fantastic, though. That comment just totally calls it out. It's great. Uh, So in the long run, 
EA, supposedly the rumor is that the head of EA was on a call with the CEO of Disney, who then told him, you need to do something about this. And they removed the ability to purchase any currency in the game. They've also reduced the costs to unlock Darth Vader and Luke and all the, like any purchases in the game yeah. with the in-game currency have been reduced to 75%. So you're paying a quarter of what you originally were. Presumably then it takes only 10 hours to unlock the main characters of Star Wars <laughs> in a Star Wars game. You they've idiots. also de- <laughs> they they decreased the drop rate of the credits too, didn't they? You know, I wonder I, if I this is I couldn't find anything on I'm that, but I wouldn't sure be they did. I'm pretty sure they decreased. I wonder if there's if this is any improvement in the like over the old hero system. The way they used to have it, like you didn't have to unlock them, but there was like a hero pickup on the map. Yeah, and I can't tell you how many like times I ever picked one of those up. It was very very rare because other people would grab them. And it just seemed extremely unfair. Like I, there were heroes I never fucking played a single time. Now the you entire can, time I owned Battlefront. Now you can pick who you want to spawn as, but it will tell you, oh, there's too many Darth Vaders on this map. <laughs> <laughs> so then it'll force you to pick somebody else. But how sweet would an all Vader fight be? <laughs> <laughs> that should be a mode it in the would game. Be amazing. The mo- it should, should just be us- called Vader fight, and it's just a bunch of Darth Vaders <laughs> force choking and it's, swiping. It's their free to play apology game that they're going to release. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually it's a PUBG game. There's a hundred Darth Vaders in a field. <laughs> the only weapon you have is a crowbar. <laughs> and you can force throw it. But anyway, the whole story's a mess. And the game ends when there's two though. A master and an apprentice. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, Battle Royale Vader edition. So it, it the entire thing I'm going to I'm looking forward to somebody making a post that compiles exactly what happened here. But it's it's going to take a, a little bit of time. So the thing is they have not they they came out and said the the, the announcement that they had was as we approach the worldwide worldwide launch. So the game wasn't even out yet. Period. It's clear that many of you feel that there are still challenges in the design. We've heard the, the concerns about potentially giving players unfair advantages, and we've heard that this is overshadowing an otherwise great game. This was never our intention. Sorry we didn't get this right. We hear you loud and clear, so we're turning off all in-game purchases. We will now spend more time listening, adjusting, balancing, and tuning. This means that the option to purchase crystals in the game is now offline, and all progression will be earned through gameplay. The ability to purchase crystals in-game will become available at a later date. Only after we've made changes to the game, we'll share more details as we work through this. So, presumably, here's the thing. The reason they were doing this, the reason why they need money here, is that they weren't doing a season pass. They were just going to be giving everybody the maps, everybody the characters. That way there's no gating... You're not. It's like what they were doing with Titanfall. You're not segregating the game, the player base by yeah. who afford, who can afford to pay for the DLC. They want everybody playing the same maps all the time, which is great. But at but, the cost of making the game pay to win, and right, that's our biggest issue with it. Is it's not just cosmetic things that people are paying for. Like it'd be different if you were paying for a skin or something like yes. that. Like, but you're but paying the, for the ability to like to win to be yeah, better the, at the, the game. The star card system, I guess, is yeah. all part of that, which is how you get your abilities. And, and that's whatever. that's our main issue with it. 
Like, I mean, look at Overwatch is a great example, and it's the main example everybody's been using. I'm all, sure all they're the, making boatloads of money, and they put out content often. Right. They put out, like, that one seven-and-a-half-minute-long video that they made for Overwatch one of their is, characters was probably... Uh, it probably costs a fortune to make it. It's like <laughs> yeah. the the production value and the animation in it are like top notch. Overwatch is is so good at what it does that they literally started their own league. <laughs> yeah. Like they yes. have their own league, which they by the way, own arena. I just want to announce again that the league logos are so cool <laughs> for each of the teams. As an artist slash designer, they are awesome. Point being, I think you can get by making money off of purely cosmetic stuff in most situations. Definitely, yeah. I mean, it might again, be more difficult with a Star Wars game. Look at because uh, there's not as many aesthetic choices. I've yeah. already said it. I would buy the stupid Michael Jackson dance again in Destiny Two, a game that I'm not even playing right now. Like I would still buy that those dances. <laughs> John would boot up that game just, just to, buy to do that it. Dance. I, I think would they kind of screwed up. In Destiny 2, that you can't just buy the ones you want. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's definitely. all just random. I think shit that's now. one of the big changes we're going to see with that game moving forward. Is it's not going to have as much of a loot box system. But that's besides the point. The point is, loot boxes are dumb if they're done in the way that EA was doing this for Battlefront. We don't want to see this sort of thing going forward. But obviously, like it's going to happen. And I think Alex, you brought it up in the past that it doesn't. You don't need a whole bunch of people buying this shit. Like you really only need. Like one person, Whales, you've got yeah. that one guy who's an idiot and spends fourteen thousand dollars like buying and cards, like or stole their parents' credit yeah, cards. Yeah, I mean, it's just you have those people; they exist, you know. So, you know, it it just sucks that this is something we have to combat. Yeah, and I, I wanted to get into a wider discussion about the DLC point, but we do not have we do not have the time in this episode to do that. But yeah, we're already at like an hour in. Yeah, so. We'll come back. We'll table we that even, discussion. We don't even have to week. do my article for all I care. Brian's article is that uh, CD Projekt Red is still making Cyberpunk, and it's going to be great. No well, loot boxes. Yes. There's that's no loot basically, boxes. Basically, what it says is, I guess there was some talk on Reddit about... And people were concerned that the CEO said something about an online element for the game, so then everyone got all afraid that they were going to start, you know, doing loot boxes or whatever. But then whatever. A, a majority of the Reddit... Or games as a service. And yeah, blah, the blah, Reddit blah, community blah. backlash was basically like, it's called Cyberpunk 2077. How is it not going to be online, you <laughs> assholes? Like, that's like the, the the biggest response I saw. So somebody somebody tweeted a video that said on, on Twitter, they said, CD Projekt are considering games as a service for Cyberpunk 2077 as part of their drive to make it more, quote, commercially significant, end quote. They had some video here that I haven't watched. But CD Projekt Red replied to that tweet and said, worry not, when thinking Cyberpunk 2077, think nothing less than The Witcher 3. Huge single-player, open-world, story-driven RPG. No hidden catch, you get what you pay for. No bullshit, just honest gaming like with The Wild Hunt. Uh, we leave greed to others. Jab at EA. I don't doubt that it would be sweet <laughs> if Cyberpunk 2077 does have an awesome multiplayer, like something or other, that like, we can make avatars and be... Them saying they want to add some sort of games-as-service thing to make well, it like commercially be, significant could beyond, be a multiplayer Yeah, beyond aspect. the single-player game. Yeah, it does not mean like that they're Like Final Fantasy XV added game. their like multiplayer garbage, too, which is supposedly <laughs> awesome. I my, don't know. My, my guess is that they put out a Gwent game, Yeah, right? Yeah, that's a game-as-a-service game, period. Like... 
my guess is that they're having discussions internally of like what can we do to have some kind of outside game or different mode with cyberpunk and somebody's taking those those leaks in like the most negative light they possibly could and assuming that yes. you know loot boxes I'm personally galore. not worried. I don't think anybody should be. CD Project Red has never they've, been somebody They've always to, been pro consumer. They own good old games. Like they started that. It's the same company. Yeah. So, yeah, that's news. Um <laughs> Brian, do you want to talk about Horizon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, do it. I'm sorry, you guys want to talk about all this other stuff. No, it's fine. <laughs> we, you, you said we had a lot to talk about. This I've episode, played more Horizon Zero Dawn than I've played Assassin's Creed Origin. I admit that. That's fine. I bought the DLC. I actually, I pre-ordered it because it was five dollars cheaper that way. So I was like, okay, I know I'm going to play this. Because two weeks ago, when we said everybody's going to play Assassin's Creed Origins and Super Mario Odyssey, you were like, okay, I'm going to go buy Horizon Zero Dawn. He, yeah. he did actually say that. I, <laughs> I actually... You said I, you wanted to play I might it. have said I wasn't... At first, I was on the fence about getting Assassin's Creed at all, but then I decided to get that, too, because I got the X, and it's X Enhanced, and mm-hmm. I wanted to see how it ran on there. It looks great. But anyways... Horizon Zero Dawn also looks great still. Looks better than pretty much everything that I've seen other than maybe Uncharted 4. Uh, but um, still plays great too. Like I got sucked in right away. It was like it was a rough beginning because I lost all my uh, skill in that mm-hmm. game and I forgot <laughs> I forgot how difficult it can be at yeah. times. <laughs> Because, I mean, I, at, toward the end of that game, for how much I was playing and how, how many abilities and weapons and shit I had, all the stuff unlocked. Yeah. Um, it actually got kind of easy. Mm-hmm. But it took, you know, probably 40-plus hours to get to the point of being easy for me. Um, but yeah, the, the Frozen Wilds adds an entire new area to the map that is probably about a quarter of the size of the main game's map. That's awesome. It's huge. And it is actually Yellowstone National Park. Cool. I figured it out. Um, not really much of a spoiler. But, uh, yeah, it's got some, like... It is, because I didn't realize that game took place in the United States. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a point... Like, we talked about that a little bit in our review of, like, I knew that it was somewhere on our Yeah, Earth. they hint at it. But, yeah. I like, you, you said that there's there's things you can find that will actually tell you. I never actually found them, but I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, there's an area that looks a lot like Red Rock Amphitheater. Okay. Um, there's an area that looks like part of the Grand Canyon. There's um, some other aspects. There's one of those, like, view the into the, like, past kind yeah. of things that shows that it's Colorado Springs. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. It's a large swath of the the West, but oh, that's I mean, cool. kind of condensed to fit into a game. But um, yeah, the the Frozen Wilds takes place in Yellowstone, like I said. But it's uh, like Banuk territory, which the Banuk are one of the tribes you run into kind of briefly in the uh, game. Yeah, and they're the ones that actually like know how to override machines and stuff like that. Um. But yeah, it's all like super snowy. It's fucking gorgeous. There's they also added new weapons. Like there's I think four are they three or like, four new weapons? Are they the same types of weapons or are they different? They're different. Okay. Well, 
they like, added, is it still a bow and arrow? three and... upgraded versions of old weapons, okay. which have, like... Like, you can pull the arrow to, like, the normal spot, or you can keep pulling it even more taut uh, and do extra damage. That's but cool. But it takes longer. Um, so, they, yeah, they added three bows that do that. And then um, they added three weapons that are, have, like, a close-range thing, like a flamethrower, like an ice uh, thing. That's cool. Those are kind of tricky to use. But then I found out you can actually upgrade those to have a projectile Nice. That does, um, like, an area of effect. It actually, it's more like a concentrated uh, just blast, okay. but it takes forever to power up. Hmm. But um, And you can upgrade your spear, which you couldn't do in the original, like, with yeah. sockets and stuff, like, modifications. The story's cool, but so it's not anything, story, like... How, it's basically, how is it connected to the main story? It basically can happen anytime within the frame of like the regular story okay i would say it probably fits in best like maybe halfway through the story or yeah whatever. i think you have to be level 20 30. or 30 yeah. yeah so so yeah it fits in in the story but before it ends yeah and like if you have played through the game it actually just rolls you back if okay. you want to like do more activities it rolls you back before the ending of the game yes yeah. there's no the way it ends, like there's no coming back from that really. Yeah, or you can do they have a new game plus as well yeah, as yeah. we've covered previously. So But I, I just took my uh my character that I already had that was like level fifty or whatever and mm-hmm. I started playing it. And it was still challenging. Like they have there's a few new machine types, there's new uh like new it's like kinda like the possessed or the corrupted machines, but even more powerful. Hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just more Horizon Zero Dawn, but there's some cool new twists, and it actually gives you a better idea of, like, the backstory and stuff. They kind of give you more info about the whole Zero Dawn project and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. I, I'm... I'm a little disappointed. Like, I would be more motivated to play it if, I, if it was an actual continuation of the story. Although I don't know, it helps how enhance exactly the that story, would work. I feel like, yeah, but it, it, at the same, so I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know that I want to go back. Other than I would like to play something very pretty on my pro with my TV, since I played most of that game. I w- yeah, I don't without. know. I played a lot of that game, and I wasn't really that sick of it at the end. So, I'm as we'll talk about. I am open world game outed. Like I can't. I'm done. That one was... I'm was, not going to finish Assassin's Creed, period. Yeah. I'm going to watch a YouTube video. Yeah, I, That's I, what's going to happen with Assassin's Creed. With uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, like, I did a lot of the... Uh, like, the, with the Frozen Wilds, I did a lot of the side quests, and I still haven't finished all of them. But I did finally finish, like, the main story yeah. thread in it today. Um. But it's yeah, it's a lot of content for very little money. Yeah, twenty, uh, 20 bucks. I think you could have gotten it for fifteen. Yeah, I got it first for fifteen. Week, yeah, even if you didn't pre-order it. But now, but I even think it's up for to 20. twenty, I mean, it's like way more content than like four order eighteen eighty sixes. So <laughs> <laughs> I think way more uh, replayable. I think the complete edition is coming soon too. Um. That includes the Frozen Wilds, and I think it's like fifty dollars. But I'll I'll look that up real quick. Yeah. So you enjoyed it. 
Yeah. And it's worth the money. Yeah, $50 with the DLC. It, uh, it reminded me how much I enjoyed that game earlier cool. in the year, too. And it's definitely going to be in my top whatever. That's good. Sweet. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Alex, you seem the less, the least enthused out of all of us to play it, I think. Why don't you start? And here's the thing. Are you sure about that? It's not, <laughs> it's not the fault. I, I know you actually played an entirely different game the entire time, <laughs> but it's not the fault of the game. I think the fact that they took a year off really shows, and I think they should be really proud of that. Yeah. Like, this game has way less jank than any other Assassin's Creed game I have ever played. That is true. Um, It is gorgeous. Like, it's very pretty, even if the environments are kind of samey, because that's Egypt, especially in ancient times. Sand. (laughs) Yeah. Pyramids (laughs) and sand. Although the pyramids are awesome. But The water um, looks great. The water also looks very good. Especially when you're underwater and you're looking up. Yeah. But it's, uh, I I am just kind of, with Breath of the Wild earlier this year, and then also Horizon Zero Dawn, I feel like I could not touch an open world game for the next whatever and be okay with it. Like, at this point, I'm yeah. kind of worried about um, Red Dead, so hopefully it gets pushed to 2052. No. Because... <laughs> That's Rockstar. Because maybe by that time you'll be ready to play it. So Assassin's Creed Origins, they they have put a loot system in this game. It's got your purples and yellows and blues. So Destiny fans, hop right over. It's all here. Yep. You can get... There's they even, put a combat system in the game, a little bit like For Honor somewhat. Yeah. Maybe not quite that in depth. It's, but. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit tweaked from the normal like Batman kind of stuff it became. But... Um, but yeah, you can get different shields and different swords and different bows, um, and that I think that loot stuff really fits well into the game. So I think that's a welcome improvement. I'm glad so far that there hasn't been like the, oh, you can build up your home base, spend money, and put artwork on the wall, and that gives you more people to send out on missions. Like I don't want any of that garbage. I think they realized that, and that's why they they made Bayek more of like a nomad. Yeah, type. and, and he, I, doesn't, he doesn't. I think have it kind of fits per se. the uh, setting too. Yeah, yeah. For like sure. He's not going to own a castle in the middle of Egypt. Yeah, they're not just going to give him a pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm I'm happy that that stuff is gone because I didn't like it. I'm happy that I don't have to do any chariot races because I don't want to do any chariot races, but they're there if you want to do them. Um, Exploring the world is a good amount of fun. Uh, There's lots of different fast travel points for you to discover and things like that, but it's uh, just... Auto camel rides are pretty awesome, too. Yeah, it's awesome. They've built in a way for me to not play the game, which is great because I can just pick up my phone and read it and then when i run into people that are attacking me i can set my phone down and play the game again (laughs) so that's good but i'm just kind of at diminishing returns with open world games right now i think this is a good assassin's creed i miss a lot of the piratey stuff that was in black flag because but that was was a good pirate game it wasn't a good assassin's creed game i thought it was a good assassin's creed game too i mean it I don't know. 
It needed more assassination, I thought. But I, I killed it a was lot an of awesome game. It was the pirate theme was fun and cool, but it was like. I mean, you spent more time in your ship than you did on land. Yeah, there like, were sea shanties, and you could shoot cannons at people. Yeah, that no, was great. I get it. It's cool. And they have a little bit of that in this yeah, one Yeah, I was going to well. say, I really enjoyed that segment of the game. Oh, they yeah. do have a naval combat? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, they do. Uh, there is real-world stuff as I well. Like, I feel like they simplified it a little bit, too. I think so. Probably. A little bit. Uh, there is some real-world stuff, like Abstergo stuff as well. Uh, yeah, I, didn't I don't know expect how that, that the way the game started. I don't know how that plays out, uh, but if it's like Black Flag, it's not going to be satisfying, um, and that's a bummer because <laughs> well, I really Flag like was that the one stuff. Where they had the uh, you were playing were, an Ubisoft deb, yeah, essentially, yeah. But that was weird. <laughs> so, all in all, I think this is a good Assassin's Creed game. I'm glad that they took the year off. I hope they continue to do something like every other year or every two years and kind of take some time to reinvent the game, figure out where they want to take yeah. it. I think it really shows. And um, But I, I personally am just kind of over open world at the moment. So, Brian, any additional thoughts to that? I'm still feeling some of that fatigue, too, despite the fact... I mean, I think playing Horizon Zero Dawn at the same time probably isn't helping. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... And uh, the story is captivating, and I want to know how this leads to the origins of the Assassins, if it does. I don't know if it does or not yet. Because you are not in the Assassins Guild. You're not fighting no, Templars. No, I mean, this essentially takes place before the yeah, Assassins it Guild. Is, it is the before origins. Before the Templar... Uh, but I, uh, there's so many spoilers I want. That, and that's into. that's the thing is that I I'm I would be very excited to see where this goes. But because I'm, I'm actually not as far as you are now, you're further ahead. In not the game by much. I, yeah, not, not by, by much. much. You're like one mission ahead of me. I think pretty I've, much. I've eliminated the first tier of enemies, yeah. so I am not that far. I've done three of the second tier of four that is there. All right. Well, okay. if Brian's all fatigued out and you're done shitting on the game, I'm I, wanna, not, I have other things to say about <laughs> I it. Well, I want to praise it a little bit, but that's okay. no. What it do you is. Have to say? It's enjoyable. It feels a lot different than old Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, mostly in good ways. Like the the new like the quest system is like they borrowed heavily from the way The Witcher Three works. Like, there's a lot of little question marks around, shit ticks to find, and every quest feels like something totally different. It's not like eight fetch quests from WoW or something. It's it's like a, its own little story, you know? And that's cool. I like that approach. Well, and it, It's it, way better than tailing people for, like, three hours through a city and then sitting on a bench and listening to clues. Well, because the, the quest like conversations lends itself to you as the the Magi, is how it's pronounced, but spelled Magi. Yeah, because you're supposed to go around helping people. Yeah, helping people. And so you're, like, helping people take care of shit. And, not like, it, it works really well. I like the uh, new take on eagle vision which is actually vision from an eagle <laughs> yeah yeah i thought that that was cool because it's you know like before the actual assassin's that's, creed that's far cry primal right there yeah, yeah. that was okay. in far cry primal and yeah i know they borrowed a lot from their own games but they've borrowed from other games and, well, and they had fun. a game called eagle flight <laughs> yeah i mean this is essentially like the pinnacle of ubisoft the game 
Yeah. But in, in a good way. Like, I don't mean that in a bad way oh, at all. Yeah. Because and they, like, they the take way you, all these great elements from all of their games, and they've made, like, one really awesome game the, out of the it. The way you, like, take out those little camps with the captain and, and steal the treasure, that's, yeah. like, straight-up Far Cry. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I'm glad there's not much tower climbing. That's that's awesome. Climbing in general is not a headache at all Well, anymore. I like that the tower climbing doesn't... It's not a thing. I don't accidentally hit jump and shoot off the side and land... I like don't see the point in tower... 2,000 feet below. ...in the tower climbing anymore is the thing. Like, it doesn't... Like, even though you're, like, synchronizing or whatever with the area, it's not, like, unfogging it. You're not getting no, anything out of it No, all you're doing is unlocking anymore. a fast travel point. Yeah. So and that, well, whatever. And like, it also kinda, makes the eagle... Better, it actually makes sense. Like, I feel like they took all these systems and put them together in the game, but they actually kind of make sense within it. it the does, but I also I liked the idea that, like, it kind of made it so I wasn't overwhelmed with open world ADD unless I hit that tower to see what all else was available for me to do. Like, I could just go through and play the story if I wanted to and avoid those points, but then if I do them, like, it opens up areas, shows me new quest lines and things that I can do. Like, that's when I become overwhelmed as a player. And that's one thing, like, I I wish, like, I wish it would have been like that again because that's what the old Assassin's Creed was like. Like, Assassin's Creed 1 and 2 were were that that way. Yeah, Um, well, Assassin's Creed 1 had nothing to overwhelm you with except no not at all but but it was nice to like fog the map until you got the eagle vision and and could like actually like you know synchronize and see the whole area or whatever well and the thing is is that this story is a lot more uh spanning of the the open world like this this i feel like is uh this is much more of an open world than even Assassin's Creed one and two were you know and and the the story leads you to go across certain parts of the country essentially so the idea that you could kind of go atop your tower reveal the area do everything in that area and then move on doesn't really work as well in this one per se because it's pushing you to go elsewhere but um so we're being asked uh have we seen rain anywhere in assassin's creed no. I, I don't think I've seen <laughs> I any rain. I've not seen any rain yet. Yeah. I've seen mirages, which you apparently have never seen. I, I saw one okay. now, I think. I don't know if that's what I saw a lot of that, them. But that's that's like Joel from Replay. Area, yeah. And they, they were really weird and uh, pretty cool. It's just like the sand creature joining you on the back of your camel. Like, did that happen to you at all? No. Yeah. I don't know what I saw then. <laughs> I don't know what but they you were mean, like Mirage actual Boy. scenes, and some of them were like old like battle scenes. Like I saw a dead war elephant and like a bunch of dead people. Yeah, no, um, not snakes at all. that weren't actually real. Nope. And uh, yeah, a bunch of weird stuff like a flower, a tree, a tree that like died in front of me. You must have not been playing the game it was meant to be played, where you look at your phone as you're auto cameling yeah, no. to a new area. Well, I heard weird sound effects, like if you were hallucinating sounds or whatever, before I actually saw the visuals. Like, mm. you hear the sounds, and then you look around, and you can find the visuals. Or maybe I just uh, was hallucinating this stuff myself. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I had a few Honestly, my only legitimate like thing that I don't like about this game, like, do not like, hate, almost, is the dynamic music garbage. I turned the music completely off because it was overpowering all of the dialogue and things well, that you happen. Can adjust the dialogue boost. 
Yeah, no, I the music was it just didn't make sense. Like there was you would have music where you're walking through and like you hear some music and you're like, okay, this is kind of cool. I'm like walking through a market area and I hear this like kind of like markety style music, but then all of a sudden something else happens around you that you can't even see. And, and the it changes. Mu- there, like no, it doesn't even change. It was like the it music layers them like, on top of each yeah, other, melded into yeah. each other, uh, and it I was super overwhelming. I think it's a bug I too. So that, too. I haven't, but also that it, the, the music, the one, swell of the music audio was overwhelming to the point where I just mm. I ended up turning it off on top of just not. I haven't had any issues with that. I've had issues with the dialogue of like random people in town seeming way too loud. Oh yeah, the mission I did with the hyena mission. There's a prisoner that's trapped that you have to let out of his cage or whatever. And he, he's like screaming like, (laughs) and I'm like, I'm like, dude, like I'm right. I'm like 20 feet away from you, bro. Like you don't need to scream at me. Like I can hear you loud and clear, man. That's, that's probably the buggiest part of the game is the sound. Cause I, I text, I, uh, talked to you guys after I started. You were asking about, I was like, like, there was this really weird stretch of silence where I'm riding with somebody on a camel and they were talking to me, but I don't think the conversation ended. Well, and it was just, and it also it has, was really weird. It also has directional sound too, so like yeah. you needed to kind of be in earshot of that particular character to actually hear what he's saying and everything like that. But just the the way it, like because you're there are a few instances where you're following a character from point A to point B and they're talking to you telling you parts of the story yeah and you have this dynamic music coming in and and I'm like what there's nothing fucking <laughs> happening right now like what the fuck is going on <laughs> so I just turn the music completely off and yeah. it's it's fine the music is it's nothing special it it would be cool if they could somehow figure out a way to fix those issues with it and i would probably leave it on but it's not necessary and i actually feel like i'm able to focus more on the game not having it on at all so yeah. uh graphically it it is amazing looking you guys went over that the water is incredible the character models are awesome i'm also i'm playing it on a pro so i don't know how it compares yeah, to like too. playing it on a regular ps4 or playing it on pc even i wanted to have webby here cuz he bought it on pc uh, and I neglected to catch up with it him to see if he was It looks damn good on the X, it looks, and it, it, it runs very well. It hasn't like slowed down at all. I watched some of the Digital Foundry comparison, and it mostly sounds like the the only real big difference between the Pro and the X versions is that the X one will render at a higher resolution, slightly higher, and then upscale the 4K. They both upscale the 4K. So it's not really that big of a difference between the Pro and the yeah. X, which I think some people are butthurt about, but whatever. The combat um, is pretty basic, nothing special. Um, I still like sneaking around and assassinating people, especially like jumping from up high down to them and like killing them like really fast is really fun. Do you ever get a second blade? Uh, no, not that I Damn. know of. Is that like a was, second hidden blade? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You can upgrade your stuff, so maybe at the end of the upgrade tier. I'm about... F- three upgrades in right now with the b- hidden blade. So who knows if you get to the end of it and it gives you a second. Gives you I don't know. Yeah. I don't um, think there's a skill I, tree, but I want to say does in do, like two, once I got the two blades going, it's like I, I beat most of the game with just, I mean, that's, the see, but you, there, there that's is the, a, cause it was so fun. That's the chosen weapon that I'm using is the dual blades weapon. So oh, I yeah, have there's, two swords. I do but, like the variety of weapons. Yeah, The variety are, of weapons and is like fantastic. the different types of bows and stuff are, it's super cool. It's all predator bow. All oh, predator bows. The shit. Predator also bow is great. So there's, I just skill. got the upgrade where you can like you can aim adjust it. the arrow. Yeah, you can, I haven't you used can like, it yet though. You can aftershock it and it's so, it's so stupid 
but it's so good because you you can guide it right into a dude's head and then you get the gigantic numbers of the damage that you did that pop uh, yeah. up and it's just like oh god there's like a bass drop when you get the yeah. big numbers too. yeah um there's a skill on the tree that allows you to do a chain assassination uh. so and and it's it can be further away too it's throwing a dagger so it's not like leaping over to them unless maybe they're really close i don't know well that's that's but, that's a different part just, of the chain assassination I, I that's missed, like the uh, secondary one you can keep going and like doing multiple chains if you can get a, a group of enemies in the proper line like mm. you can go from enemy to enemy and take a whole bunch of them out in okay. one go throwing daggers and leaping to them if they're close enough and everything okay. it's not just like a one and done kind of thing i, just, I well, missed and, the, and the I, double blade thing because you could just like walk up like you're gonna hug your two two guys yeah same time exactly that was cool this i think would let you do the same thing and then also there's the if you kill somebody with the bow you get the slowdown Mm. as well so you can handle things in a similar way but it's not quite as flourishy as stabbing two people with your hidden blade i feel like the slowdown mechanism doesn't actually give me enough time to react at all when it happens especially because i'm just trying to be stealthy to begin with so every time I, i get caught i'm like what like mm-hmm. I'm just like, how did I get caught? Like that's not possible. But then I realized it was like some fucking dog or hyena thing that's like yeah. smelled me from thirty feet away or whatever. Which I get they really can mad do. when those hyenas start harassing my camel when I take off to go do something yeah. for a minute. Those jerks. Yeah. Um, the snakes are terrible. The snakes I are never a pain see in the, the ass, snakes. Yeah. I'll be in like an underground area. And that's kind of how snakes actually. I'll work, run over these won't things. Actually see yeah, until it's too and then late. I get killed by the snake, and then I come back through it again, and I just shoot him with the bow from like thirty feet away. Like that's how the snakes always go for me. But I just, I, I really do, I really do like the subject matter of this game. I think the the whole the setting, setting is awesome. Is great. Although like, I, I've always been a fan of ancient Egypt, I need to, to go back and read some history because I can't, I, I don't remember all my history from that. Yeah, era. I mean, thanks well, to there's my a lot of it. Thanks so to my first hard. grade teacher's love of archaeology, it really sparked something in me when I was a kid, and it's carried over until now. And it's, I just really, really like that particular era i don't care things. about egypt at all so that's part of why i'm maybe not buying into this game as much well but. and one of the things the guys in the replay podcast talked about it i think uh but or maybe it could have been them and it could have been split screen even but they said that uh ubisoft is working with i think one of the colleges here in the states to actually make an educational walkthrough demo so people can walk through ancient egypt in the engine that's cool. Is it VR enabled? I don't know, that but that would be, would be sweet if they did. Like that would be the perfect thing to be able to walk through the tombs and things and whatever. Like I this, would hope this they, is like a, this is a really good Tomb Raider game in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they, uh, I hope they re- like they release that like they do with the Horizon Zero Dawn story only kind of thing. Maybe they can give you the like I think I think that might be a thing, or they said that it might be coming out where you can just. Walk through Egypt and see. Yeah, I, is if as far as I know, it's not coming out until later next year. Okay. But it's going to be a more enhanced version of the engine to where you can like. I, I'm assuming they're going to be adding all the the flavor text and, and things to like mm-hmm. look at like you know to learn about Egypt and everything that's happening. And one of the other things I thought was really cool is 
just as this game was released, there was also a press release for a new void that was found in one of the Great Pyramids, and the guys uh, yeah. in Ubisoft actually already had put it in the game because they had been working so closely with other archaeologists. That's awesome. <laughs> they, it was already this void that's in, I, I think it's in, I don't know if it's in the Great Pyramid of Giza or which mm-hmm. one. It's one of the Great Pyramids. There's yeah. a giant voided chamber of some sort. There's they speculation don't know. as to what it might be about. Yeah, they, it might just be there for structural integrity reasons. Right, structural integrity and also to use as a platform to like actually bring more stone and things in and uh, then build the pyramid from the inside it's out. It's just basically. wild that they're still finding things. Yeah. It's crazy they're still finding things. It's crazier that a video game company has is privy to this information before the public was. Well, and that, I mean... That, enough to build it into the game. That's one of the awesome things about archaeology is that it's always us using all of the information available to try and figure out what we think things were used for, why right, they yeah. were built a certain way. So there's always, like, as we gather more evidence, things are going to change, you know? Like, you know, Ben Carson clearly got the, the part of the curriculum that said that they used the pyramids to store grain. That might have been from, like, 1792. But nowadays, we know that it was used as, like, a tribute to pharaohs and things like that. Right. And, like, Giant burial sites. Mass and, graves. Yeah. So. Right. The that words kind of graves and cool. grains are like very close. <laughs> he must like this is where they store the mass grains. Yes. But no, I dumbass. I think it's a very good game and I'm sorry that I sound so negative on it. It just came at the end of a year where I was ready to not touch no, I open mean, world. We, I, mean, I was kind of ready to not touch it because I still feel kind of assassins creeded, ass creeded out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, like I, but I it's been a long time that, but, since I played one, I guess. But, but I thing, played I, like all of them up through uh Brotherhood. So I played and 3, actually I played 3 too. I, so, I skipped one. So you played Okay, so I didn't play them all, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> played, so you played I've Assassin's played Creed. Lot, I've played more than half of them. You I played think. Assassin's Creed 1, 2, Brotherhood, skipped Revelations I did. probably. Then you went I to tried, 3. I tried, I just didn't like it for some reason. Then you went to 3. I played all of three, and it was the I wanted to like pull my eyes out. At Which the is end. a shame. The I, end part that game is awesome for a while, but the end like third or quarter of it was horrible. It had a stupid ending, and yeah, I was most excited for the American colonial Assassin's Creed game. Like I was really pumped for it, and then when everybody when it came out, and everybody was like, "This game isn't very good," I was like, "It is for a oh. while." Trust me. For a long while. I don't know if I trust you just or not. Because everybody it. else I, is saying it's not good. I just think, like, what bums me out about the series in general is that they, I don't like when things do this, like, George Lucas thing of, like, we're going to make the prequel after the fact. Like, I don't, like, I would have liked, I like to play these, like, I, I would have wanted to play these all in chronological order. Like, yeah. because that, to me, makes more sense. Like, it, to jump around and everything just doesn't, I, like, I don't really care for that. And, like, I think it keeps things fresh. Like, I, I, I guess don't, but I don't really want to go in chronological well, order. I, what if I'm not alive the, the when we finally is, like, get I'm, to the time period? I'm interested in a lot of the history of these <laughs> of these games. Like I find it fascinating, and, I, yeah. and I've been really into like American history lately too. I mean, stupid Hamilton, God, <laughs> fuck. The, I I but, would I think the story or or the function of the animus and being able to look at your own DNA to find assassins in your bloodline. Or Templars, if that's the case, whichever, however you want to look at it. Like, I think that works enough for them to be allowed to jump from different time period to different time period. Especially if they can figure out a way to make it compelling that we are all the way back to the origin now. 
Yeah. But the problem is that they they didn't map out or put enough time into the we're going to go from the uh, you know the Altair to then Ezio in Italy. Like they didn't. Yeah. I don't think they made that roadmap, and I wish they did so they could have put some thought into why we would go back to Egypt now. Right. But then on top of that, the fact that the real world stuff. Like, the fact that Desmond's not around and that there's no, like, follow-through with any of what's going on with the Templars in modern day is extremely disappointing to me. Like, I was... Re- yeah, because that was the part really of the interesting- game that was enigmatic and cool, and it's like, I was so hopeful of, like, oh, Maybe man. Maybe they wanted to get away from that because the movie was so shitty. And nah, But Desmond, Desmond's been done in the story for... since before th- three... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like... Well, no, he wasn't... Like, well, three think, was the last one that Okay, I don't story. know how much truth there is to and this. And that was I've, the most disappointing part of the end. I've, I've, read a few, <laughs> I've read a few people talking about this, that Origins may be the last Assassin's Creed story, or one of the last, and essentially Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs take place in the same universe, and I think they're going to somehow tie them together. And that... I like, think- it, is, it is known, it is fact now that they are in the same universe. So, they're, my guess is they're going to find a way to, to combine them into, like, a, like their same, you know... Well, and we, we were talking... Assassin's Watch Dog Creed. We were talking about this, John and I, and, and like, the private, because we had gotten ahead in the story, and we were talking about a few things, but the idea that they would do Watch Dogs one year and Assassin's Creed the next seems like a pretty good rhythm and idea and way to do things for me. Like, yeah. so I wish they could figure out a way to make that work. I wish that they had, like, I was so hopeful of like, man, we're going to see Desmond out here using Eagle vision in real life, assassinating people with like guns and stuff. Like I thought that was going to be awesome. And they're apparently never really going to get there, but Maybe I would like Watch Dogs more than I think I would because I've never played you know, any of them. But it, mm. like, I think there's so it's much cool. potential. The, the thing is, there's so much potential for the Assassin's Creed franchise that they are not paying off on because they got caught in this loop of like everybody loves Ezio. Let's make seven Ezio games, and then they're like, "All right, three. Let's try three. Oh, everybody hates this one. Okay, we're gonna go on to four. And then so it's kind of like. It felt just like they were going where the money led them, which obviously they're a corporation, and that's a weird meadow with like Abstergo and everything. But whatever. But I think there's so much left on the table for Assassin's Creed that I think if they were to be like, "Hey, guess what? We're wiping the canon of Assassin's Creed and starting over again," I would be extremely excited about that. Yeah, I'd be they okay. Could with definitely that. reboot it. They've done enough of them. Like if if they if they were to come out and say we're going to reboot it, we're going back to you know we're going to plot out where we're going to take you throughout these different areas you know we're we're going to have a cohesive story in the modern day that actually follows like I think I that to confused. me would be super satisfying. I remember playing the first one and I was confused that there was even a modern day element. Yeah, it, it was hidden. No, nobody like knew about that before it was coming out. I remember people watching demos of that game and being like, "Man, this shit's really glitchy. Do you see that like wireframe popping up?" And then it turned out that that was part of the game. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's on purpose. Like it was demoing weird yeah. because they weren't telling up, people that it was like a simulation. It right. definitely ended up being one of the more interesting elements of yeah. the franchise that I didn't at first I was 
uh, totally against it. And I just thought it was stupid, but it was it was it was interesting by the end of the first The end game. of the first one when, yeah. when Desmond gets the eagle sight, it's yeah. like holy shit, this is awesome. This is like that is that is such a cool franchise to me. And I don't know yeah. what they did with the movie. It's probably really bad. It's not. I don't even uh, know if they like tried to like get to the end of it and he's got eagle vision outside of it. I don't know how any of that works. But I think there's so much coolness in Assassin's Creed if they were like, hey, we're taking a break. We're going to come back with a whole new storyline, whole new franchise. Like, I would be down with that. But I, I don't think they will. And that's sad. Yeah. But this game's good. It is. And to kind of go, revert back to Alan's email, because uh, he wanted to hear about Assassin's Creed, I just knowing the type of games that Alan's into, I think he would really enjoy this, especially considering all the little things that you can do and collect and everything like that. I've um, got to say, Syndicate, I've played zero of, so that's like the only Assassin's Creed that I haven't touched any That's of cool. It. it had yeah. nothing to do with what I was saying, but that's okay. Yeah, it does, because he played that one. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. But I was just describing this one. Okay. Joel, Joel has a question. <laughs> he says the Game Awards are coming up in 17 days, and Assassin's Creed Origins is nominated for Best Action Slash Adventure Game. Without knowing the other contenders, would you say Assassin's Creed deserves to win? No. Uh, I feel like it goes in the same category as Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn's definitely way better. Horizons will probably Horizon will probably take it, or uh, Uncharted what? Four. What about? I don't know about way better. Or Zelda. It's Zelda. It's, it's Zelda. <laughs> Zelda. If Zelda or Horizon won that category, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, I don't. If Assassin's Creed won it, I'd be like, that's I the wrong choice because so. yeah, I don't. It's good, but it's it's not. It didn't. It's definitely the most polished Ubisoft game I think I've played. Yeah. But it's not the best Ubisoft game I've ever played. Far Cry Three still takes that like by like. A long, long, long yard. It's not as fresh and new as Horizon is. It's not as revolutionary as Zelda is. Those, I think, are the standouts of those two games. I think it's really, really good. It's a really good action-adventure game. It is not the best that came out this year. It does not deserve to win. No. No. But Good question, though. Thanks, Joel. Um, Yeah, I mean, again, going back to Alan, I, I think Alan would really like this if you're listening to this, Alan. Do check it out. Um, if you want, you can borrow my copy. I'll mail it to you so you can save some money. Yeah, I think if he's been this big of a fan of the series, he's like a he's huge fan of the series, of them. and he loves open world games like Fallout 4. He's literally done everything in Fallout yeah. 4. So I feel like this is a really good... There's a ton of shit to do in this game. Like I feel like this is there's, a really yeah. good one for yeah. him. Um, I was overwhelmed when I like zoomed out on the map. Yes, the map and, is which massive. I got the same... Uh, Feeling from uh, actually uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, it, it yeah. very much shares that structure. Yep, like it's divided into territories that are based on your level, um, and it, they both use the same engine, I believe, too. Um, but yeah, it's massive, and like the draw distances are ridiculous. Yeah, like yeah, you can actually still see the pyramids when you're way the fuck over in Alexandria, which I was like, wow. <laughs> and even even when you go, because there is one uh, synchronized point on top of the tallest pyramid, mm-hmm. being on top of there, seeing the scope of the entire world in front of you and realizing that you're probably still not even seeing everything <laughs> is <Yeah>. insanity. <laughs> well, and but. that's... I will say the, the photo mode has let me make some really cool backgrounds. <laughs> yeah. The photo mode's pretty good because i fucking uh, love egypt (laughs) it also i made fun of the fact that the uh the weight skill 
like the night day cycle skill is yeah. a skill in the tree. It's totally worth buying just to watch the night change today or day change tonight. Yeah. When you, when you do, cause it's so pretty, especially I, with I HDR with, and uh, 4k. Actually with horizons, um, photo mode, you can change you can the time it. of day yeah, in cool. the photo mode and it's yeah. awesome. But yeah, there's well, a skill that, may, that might be part of it. Is like I don't know if you can stop the meditation at any particular time. I don't of day. think you can. I think it just switches no. from night to day or yeah. day to night. That was kind of disappointing. Yeah, I, f- I figured it'd be like like The Witcher, where you can be like rest for two hours, you know. And, yeah. But no, I kind of dig it. I mean, the only thing I wish is that because you're meditating, quote unquote, like if it gave you some kind of buff or something, would be kind of cool. Yeah. Just so it had more of a purpose than just like waiting until it's nighttime, yeah. so you can't be seen by guards that can well, still see I, you. It, in the dark. I ended it should, up. It should like allow you to reveal everything if you don't get seen during it or something like that. Yeah. You, like you should know all <laughs> of the guards' patterns and things like that. Oh, it should map them out for yeah. you. Yeah, that would be really cool. Because you can, I think you can get that. That is a skill with Sinu that you can you. Can mark somebody and you'll see their path. Yeah, but it should like at least reveal everybody to you if you do it close enough, that, like within a right, range, right. something like that. As far as I can tell, the main reason to get that skill is because certain quests are only available at night. Yeah, yeah. I think the main reason that skill for me is personally, it's a lot easier to infiltrate at night. Period. Like it is way easier for no, me to walk up sleeping and stuff. Yeah, guards go to sleep, they change That's over, so you can hit it to go and make it night, and then it makes it a little bit easier Never to go and deal with everybody. That. But yeah, Joel Joel did say the other contenders in that in that category are Mario Odyssey, Horizon Zero Dawn, Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Uncharted: Lost oh Legacy. Oh my gosh. It's quite. It's a stacked category. Zelda's going to take. I it. think it's. I think it's got to be between Zelda and Horizon. Because what I was going to say about Mario, Mario feels like. Well, the, it's like, it, I, it, it, it is the it is the next evolution of a Mario game. That, well, that's what I said in my response to Joel was that Mario's in a class of its own, in my opinion. I, like, it is. It, it is in its class. Like I don't even necessarily want to call it an action adventure game, even though. It's an odyssey, so I guess it is an adventure. Yeah, I mean, Mario, to me, is very much about the exploration and poking your head in to find hidden moons and all that. But, like, the actual action part of it is just not as big of a part of it as see, the, the thing about other me, games in that category. Like, if I were playing... We gotta get rolling. I know, I'm sorry. If I were playing Mario Sunshine 64 Galaxy, I could imagine a world where Mario Odyssey exists. If I were playing uh, Wind Waker, I don't think I would imagine Breath of the Wild. Like it's mm-hmm. not, it's not. Mario Odyssey is the next logical progression of Mario for me. Zelda is a reinvention of the series, in my opinion. Right. So I think that's why Zelda is so special, and then also Horizon is so unique and different, and and new and fresh that I think. Those two are the ones that stand way above the other ones in that category. But anyway. Yeah. So anyways, uh, we like Assassin's Creed, sort of. That's kind of our if you're not If you're not sick of open world. If you're not Assassin's sick of open Creed. world and you're a fan of the series, definitely check it out. It yeah. is worth some money. It looks great. It plays great. Sounds great. Except for the music kind of blows your ears out. Good jumping on point for the series, too. Yeah. There's no reason why you couldn't pick up this one. Definitely. You might so, be a little weirded out by the real world stuff. There are loot boxes, I think, but I, you can totally ignore. There's them. something you can like buy costumes and stuff. Yeah, there's like a store where you can buy stuff. There's a lot of shit you, you can, can buy. buy for this game. You, you can buy, like, get all kinds of costumes. You can walk around in a but towel. But who cares? It's if a you single want. player game. You're not paying to win versus anybody yeah. else. Yeah. 
you can actually it has its own Instagram built into the game. I don't know if you noticed that, but you can yeah, take, I saw that. Take actually. photos and like them, and, and they'll pop up on the map yeah, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's so, pretty cool. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out midwestgamenerds.com slash links. As always, we do appreciate your feedback when you can send to midwestgamenerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Alex, anything else up for the network? Not at the moment, no. Uh, but do go check out Horror Movie Yearbook, as I said. They are doing. They did uh, Stranger Things this past week, and they're going to do a Toby Hooper uh, retrospective because Toby Hooper, the director, passed away earlier this year, so... That'll be in two weeks. Right on. So Cool. Yeah, and uh, if you heard the bumper at the beginning of this episode, please do check out Gamersaloon.com. And if you do sign up, please do use our promo code MGNPOD. That's M-G-N-P-O-D. And you can help us uh, make a little bit of money for this podcast that we do if you sign up and use our code. So please do. That would be awesome. Uh, that's all for now. Next episode, I don't know what we're doing. Probably some kind of top five or ten of this year or something to that effect. I think we're or doing some catch-up. Some catch-up. Okay. We might have two we- two two episodes. I think we have three episodes in December, I think. So I think we might get two episodes of catch-up, catch-all, whatever we want to play, we play. Gotta catch them all. Yeah. And then I think on the 31st, we will probably be recording... And then releasing yeah. our top of whatever. top of 2017. We can we'll, we'll, we can move it around depending on people. Yeah, we'll figure it out, but we'll announce it ahead of time, hopefully. And uh, yeah, that's all I know. Thanks again, everybody, for watching. And uh, if you were watching, and thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>